now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'll be glad to. Greg, a co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis and Tom. Rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Remember, you got to give the gift of flight. That's what we are all about uh, this month uh, as we are in the holiday shopping season, which, uh, you know, we're going to get into some more gift ideas here coming up a little bit. Also, uh, Captain Tom, who just got a new RV airplane, uh, RV9, is that right? You got it right. I got it, got right. it right. It was RV9. <laughs> Lucky guess. And uh, he, he's going to answer an email, a complaint that uh, we got last week, and he's uh, on board to to uh, navigate that uh, delicately a little bit later on. But before we do that, you know, in line with giving the gift of flight, we bring on Rob Irwin from Aircraft Spruce. Rob, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How you doing, Greg? Great. I, I know you are having a great, uh, you know, Christmas season. Because not just uh, because you have every aviation gift that you could possibly think of at your fingertips there at uh, headquarters at Aircraft Spruce, you just got your private pilot license. Is that right? Or did your check ride this week? I did. Yeah. Last Thursday, um, I went out and uh, it took about three and a half, four hours. And yeah, I, that was the uh, completion of my private pilot training. So Sweet. pretty excited about that. I bet you are. I mean, this was the gift. To yourself uh, for the holidays, I assume. Is that right, Rob? Absolutely. And as you know, um, you know, a lot of training and time goes into it. And um, sometimes there's moments of doubt. But uh, I think I think if you stick with it, um, good things happen. And the check ride went great. So obviously, uh, really excited. There you go. And, and you know, uh, Dennis is just chomping at the bit to use you as another example of how badly I suck. Is that right? Well, stick with it. Yep. Yeah. I guess 10 years is sticking with it, Greg. Well, yeah. I'm enjoying the, you know, the process. Uh, and I'm making, you know, by the beginning of the year, next thing you know, I'll be right there with Rob. But you're setting an example uh, for me to, uh, you know, strive for. You hear what I'm saying, Rob? That's good. Anything I can do to help. Well, I appreciate that. It it does kind of hurt the ego just a little bit more, but what am I going to do? I mean, I just kind of take it and uh, move on, and uh, one of these days I'm going to catch up with these uh, these folks. But let's go uh, over your situation. So did you have any surprises, or were you so prepared for your final check ride that this was a piece of cake for you this week? Well, you know, I, I think on the, uh, the oral component, I was pretty well prepared. Um, I had spent, I, we kind of set the date a month out, so I had spent a month sort of just going over um, lots of different textbooks, listening to podcasts, just trying to basically immerse myself in anything aviation for right. basically a month. So by the time I got there, there wasn't really anything that the examiner threw at me that I wasn't able to feel pretty easily. The flying component, you know, the, the practical test in the air, I went out on Tuesday, the day two days before, and I'm not kidding you, I may have had my worst flight in 
six months. Yeah. I was nervous. I was overthinking it, made a little mistake on one of the maneuvers that I was practicing early and it kind of let that bleed into my flying down the road and everything just felt off. Right. So I, mm -hmm. my confidence was a little bit shaken. And I went back and talked to my instructor and we kind of just said, Hey, you know, you can't fly like that over stressing yourself out. You, you have to take it one task at a time. And luckily when I got check ride day, I was able to just take a deep breath, do it one step at a time. And then fortunately the early maneuvers and tasks went pretty well. So I started to gain a little confidence and then, yeah, I just went through it and, and did, did well. And kind of when I, my last task to perform was the short field landing and I brought it in, put it right on the stripe, got off on the first exit and pretty much knew I had it. And, Sweet. Uh, we yeah. So when you did that and when you landed, you go, nailed it! You know, like yell that and the instructor <laughs> kind of goes, hey, what, what's, dude, calm down. I've done a fist pump or something. But <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See, that's what I would be doing. I would uh, celebrate every single success and drive the examiner nuts, I'm sure. But but yeah, you got to take those little wins and build on that confidence and, and that kind of thing. I mean, well, what threw you off uh, a couple days earlier? You have any idea? Did you wake up on the wrong side of the bed? Did you forget to you know, rub you know, your lucky rabbit's foot or what? You know, what was it, you think? I don't know. I think it was just uh, stress. I think I just, um, you know, I knew it was the last flight before check ride. I'm like, all right, let's, let's nail everything. You know, so I put, I put, tried to put some extra pressure on myself sort of intentionally so that I could kind of put myself in the environment of, I need to perform. Right. And I just got it kind of in my own way and I was never able to sort of, and really the main thing that I, that I learned after that is, is taking my time. So I was trying to I kind of, my steep turn got a little off and then I think we went right into maybe the stall series and rather than sort of collect myself get set up again and go into that maneuver i i kind of rushed into it yeah and i i learned the more you rush the worse you are so you know the, the biggest thing was take my time i did that on the check ride and it worked out great i like it I, and dennis you're a flight instructor i assume that's why when uh you know pilots in training do their first solo uh as a flight instructor you don't tell them you're about to leave the airplane so they don't have a month uh, in advance to kind of sweat this, like, oh, God, what is it? I got to have this so right before I'm ready to do this. And you kind of walk out of the plane once you're flying with them, doing the go-arounds and, and flying the pattern. And, and then you say, okay, I'll tell you what, go ahead and do three more. I'm going to get out, and you do this now. And you're like, what? Oh, hey, what? Oh, okay. And they don't have time to freak out. Is that part of that uh, psychological well, they still find time to freak out. Yeah, well, true. <laughs> but, you know, they're yeah. not worrying about it for three days for that next uh, lesson to come up. You know, you spring mm -hmm. it on them. You know they're ready. They just don't think they're ready. And it's a huge confidence boost. And I'm sure Rob will, uh, will concur with that, that, you know, when that instructor gets out of that airplane and it's just you and the machine yeah. and you know you can do this. I mean, that that just changes everything. And training really picks up from there. Right. And you had this planned out a month in advance, Rob. Were you kind of sweating it, having uh, some sleepless nights, uh, you know, just your mind's going crazy thinking, oh, am I ready? Am I ready? Am I ready? See, I don't know. I think I might. But what about you? I think, I think the main thing was I was sweating uh, getting heat for my wife. It was like every night she'd want to watch a show or do something, hang out. And I'd be like, nope, I got to study. Ah. And that was about a month of time. And um, kids would go down. I would hit the books. And I think uh, maybe she was more relieved that I passed the check ride than I was. Actually. Yeah, exactly. Were well, you getting out of like chores at the house too? Uh, were oh, you playing no, no. that card? No, no. Studying oh. starts after the kids go down. All the <laughs> chores have to be completed. <laughs> well, see, you're a better man than I because I'll play that card as much as I can. 
uh, when the time comes. But uh, but that's great, you know. And, and obviously, you know what's great. Rob works at Aircraft Spruce, so you have access to a plethora of uh, you know things just to make your training you know that much easier. Was there one particular uh, item you used, a knee board or you know books or anything that you you like? Gosh, I'm so glad I had this thing. I've made made my uh, my training so much easier. Was there anything that stood out in that uh, regard, Rob? Yeah, I mean, there was a couple things. There was um, a few books that there, Rod Machado has a book um, about the private pilot training series, and it's got a lot of illustrations and things. There's a lot of things there that uh, helped with sort of airspace, weather minimums, that kind of thing. So it's kind of a combination. Then for the oral component, there's a ASA um, practical oral exam guide, and it, it kind of runs through hundreds of questions that an examiner might ask study that um and then in terms of in the cockpit i had just like a i think it's a brand called flight outfitters makes a little knee board that your ipad goes in and then it kind of folds over and you have a um a little notepad so it's kind of the best of both worlds of having an ipad mount and and a little notepad on your knee and that was pretty much it well that's all you needed and uh, you said you were listening to uh some podcasts like just plain radio you listen to our show to know what not to do I assume, like, don't be like Greg, be like Rob and pass your check ride and get your private pilot certificate. Rob, congratulations. What a great Christmas gift to yourself. And uh, I'm inspired and maybe I'll follow in your flight path soon enough. Okay. Well, thank you. You're next and I'll be listening to you guys. And I'm hoping to hear that your check ride is scheduled in a couple months and I'm sure you'll pass with flying colors. Okay. We're going to go with that. All right. Got more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Gators approach the great and powerful Raws. Uh, Dennis, uh, Hangar 18 down the street. Smilings! The great and powerful Raws knows why you have come. Okay, uh, some spark plug wires and washers for my Mooney 201. Silence! The magnificent Raws has every intention of granting your request. Great! But first, you must prove yourself worthy by bringing me a stick from a Cirrus Vision Jet. You know, I'm not a fan of the whole flying monkey thing. I think I'm going to call Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Oh, okay, you got me. Uh, just a man behind the curtain with a Aircraft Spruce catalog. Pretty cool, though, huh? You don't need a wizard to find parts for your plane. You need Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Supplying the aviation industry for over 50 years. Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Call 877-4-SPRUCE. 877-4-SPRUCE or go to aircraftspruce.com. That's aircraftspruce.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. 
go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere? Leave you for dead? This is Just Playing Radio. Greg or Copilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis and Tom. Rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. Hopefully you're making the best of the holiday season and giving the gift of flight. It always fits, right color. It'll be a, a gift that you give to your aviation enthusiast friend or just someone to you know suck into our club. Uh, they'll, they'll thank you for years and years to come. It just doesn't get any better than that. And they so, won't ask for a gift receipt to take it back. That's right. Once you give it to them, it's theirs. And uh, usually they'll thank you for it, I think, 99% of the time. All right. So, uh, you know, last week uh, I made reference to an email we got a couple weeks ago. Uh, Tom was on the air talking about his new RV9 and how he was flying a friend around in his new plane, just having a ball, as you do with a new aircraft. And he was talking about how he had uh, – you know, was having some fun doing some like uh, barrel rolls, and I was like, "Barrel rolls? Wait, they, that's like acrobatics. You're doing that? I didn't think that was a thing." And he goes, "Oh no, you know, we were just having some fun, and it was all fine. Didn't think much about it, but sure enough, uh, we got an email. This is from Tim. He goes, uh, "Hey, I'd just like to start by saying I thoroughly enjoy Just Plain Radio. The entertainment and information uh, makes it at the top of my aviation podcast list. Whoa!" How many is that? Well, like a like one? I don't know. But anyway, that being said, he says, a major safety concern has come up on that uh, broadcast where RV Tom was talking about his RV9 and whether it was safe to do aerobatics and rolls. And uh, he says it certainly is not. The RV9 was specifically designed by Vans Aircraft to optimize cruise and efficiency for pilots, and that would not include doing aerobatics. Now, he goes on and on. He says there's certain RV aircraft that are designed to do some of that, but the RV9 is not one of those. Uh, the ones for aerobatics include the RV3, 4, 6, 7, 8, not the 9, and maybe the 14, but uh, the 9, 10, and 12 are just uh, are not designed to do that. And he's like, how dare you? How dare you do this? It's bad enough if the owner wants to, uh, you know, go against the kit manufacturer's limitations. But please do not endorse this hazardous attitude on your otherwise excellent podcast. Whoa, whoa. Uh, I think you've got uh, Tim and a tizzy there, uh, Tom. Wow, that was tough to say, and I got it out. Shocking. But uh, I don't know. What do you think of what he brings up? Is he technically correct or, or he is, what? He is actually technically correct. Uh, oh, the RV-9 okay. is designed as the most stable out of all the RV airplanes. Right. And it's not uh, for 
or acrobatics per se. All right, Mr. Hot Dog. On the, yeah. <laughs> I did say that I'm going to go for a spin. I mean, uh, all RVs and even your Cessna 152s and Pipers can do a spin, especially if you're going for your CFI training. Uh, it's required for a CFI to do it, a stall or a spin. So, yes, uh, you could do a spin on it without pointing any negative Gs. And that's when I said I'm going to go for a spin and maybe an hour on roll. Yeah, it's, it's, it is an acrobatic maneuver, but it's a positive one G turn. I mean, you could do, you could do a roll in your, like I said, in your 172 or 150 or even your, your, your paper spray. You could do a roll in it. Uh, it's not going to stress the airplane. And I, I agree. The RV is not designed for, but it's not a uh, stressful movement per se. You, you know, you increase the power, bring the nose up 10, 12 degrees, go into a nice roll, come around. It's a positive G. You're not pointing negative Gs at any point if you're doing it right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've been, I've been doing acrobatics for, oh, God, I hate to say how long. It makes me sound pretty old, but about for 45 years. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not going to do some Lumpshavox or Cuban Ace or some hammerhead stalls on the airplane. I'm going to do very mild. I mean, it is my new baby and I want to take care of it and I don't want to overstress it. And, uh, but yes, I stand corrected. I should have said, um, you know, about acrobatics. I should have said, been more specific what I was going to do with my friend when I. All right. Well, the opinions expressed by uh, RV Tom are not those of Just Plane Radio or any sane <laughs> pilot that we know of. Uh, so, <laughs> and we have a disclaimer at the end of the show anyway. So I think we're covered. But yeah, we don't endorse that activity, especially if your plane's not uh, designed for it. But hey, it's, it's your plane. You can do with it what you want within your comfort envelope, I guess. I think what Tim is a little concerned about is, are we setting a bad example by encouraging any of that? And we're not really encouraging it. We're just saying that's what he did, uh, what he did with his new plane. And, you know, it, it's a fine line, I understand. And you don't want to, you know, have people push It is, it is push a fine line, but again, yeah. the, the airplane is experimental which uh yeah and it's not an acrobatic but it is a, a, a user airplane it's it's built by a, a not a factory and yeah I, I i stand corrected and i apologize if i meant to imply that i'm going to do some heavy duty acrobatics on my rv9 which yeah. i will i will never bring it up again on this radio podcast. <laughs> no you can bring it up that's fine <laughs> i mean i think it's fair but, we bring it up uh, when, when if we get somebody who who uh, points out something that they think uh you know we're we're sending the wrong message it's good that we hear from you and we encourage people like Tim to uh, set us straight. So there you go, Tim. Hopefully that answered your question. You know, don't, you know, don't do what we do. I mean, uh, you learn from our mistakes. That's you don't try pretty, this at home. Yeah. I mean, but th- that's pretty much what my example has been on this show for the last uh, 10 plus years. Right, Dennis? Do everything uh, opposite yes. <laughs> of what I do. Whatever Greg does, don't do that. You'll be fine. Yeah. So it kind of goes in that line. He's just following uh, my bad example, possibly. So uh, there you go. But uh, so, have you done uh, some other flying in your new RV uh, nine there, uh, RV Tom? Uh, have you done I some? Have. Actually, uh, this uh, went up last Saturday with with a friend. I'd give some dual instruction on a one seventy two. Then we came on back, and I got in the RV nine. Yeah. And we just flew up the coast towards uh, Spruce Creek Daytona area and just looked around. It was a gorgeous day for flying. Uh, no acrobatics, no rolls, <laughs> no spins. Just get up the just flying. You know, set the mixture and just enjoy, you know, being in the air, just living in the present. I, that's what it was all about. Came on back and landed back at Merritt Island and put the airplane away. And it was just, what a nice day. That's, I got an airplane saying, 
isn't life great? And, that, yeah. that's, and that's the feeling I like to get every time I get in my airplane. And pretty much I do. Yeah. Now, are you are you taking your plane up to go look at uh, Christmas lights? I mean, we're in prime season for that. What about you, Dennis? Have you uh, planned uh, a flight? Actually, was up like uh, just this weekend and was already checking out the displays. There's there's still not too uh, too many yet, but the ones that are are pretty uh, pretty big. What we didn't mention today, though, is Captain Tom isn't at his normal location. He's That's actually right. sitting next to me in the studio today. Yeah, what's that all about? I got a phone call saying, "Hey, uh, do you want company for lunch today?" And, and you I said, said, "Of you, course." Oh, I thought you were going to say no, but he showed up anyway. <laughs> he actually flew over here with his neighbor in his neighbor's Cirrus. So I have oh. an SR twenty two sitting in the driveway too. Oh, so so your neighbors think like, "Oh, hey, uh, Dennis is moving up in the world. Look at that!" And then they find oh. out it wasn't your plane. They'll probably figure it out. But yeah, yeah, everybody's uh, nosy and driving by, and somebody stopped and was taking a picture as the airplane was taxiing in. I had to go meet him at the gate with the golf cart you know yeah well it's the holidays you know people are going to drop in and you got to make the most of it more coming up on just plain radio just plain radio the show devoted exclusively to flying in the aviation lifestyle imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. But I saw Santa in his bathing suit. Trying to catch a wave, but he tried too soon. He laughed so hard that he could barely breathe. And washed up next to me. He said, you look naughty, but I'm sure you're nice. He was soaking wet, but he cracked a smile. sound nice this is just plain radio you could get there uh, to that uh, place in your airplane uh and it's not bad i guess for uh, dennis down in fort myers he's joined by rv tom and you uh actually you got his neighbor with him who actually owns the cirrus with you is that right dennis that's right uh tom's neighbor jeff is actually joining us here on the show today 
And this is one of those crazy small world stories. So two years ago, uh, Tom reached out to me asking some questions about whether or not he should upgrade his, uh, av- you know, put it the Avidyne radio and in place of his Garmin on his airplane. So I called him back and we had a little conversation and he was telling me what he was doing. And he says, yeah, and I get to fly. My neighbor owns a Cirrus and I've got a chance to fly with him back to Duluth. And they're like, oh, that's that's really interesting. You know, I grew up in Duluth. He said, oh, yeah. Well, so Jeff Foster and I fly back and forth, you know, fairly regular. I'm like, are you kidding? I worked for him. <laughs> So I know how does this happen that, you know, a listener reaches out to me to ask a question and it turns out that his neighbor is the guy that I worked for when I was getting my pilot's license nearly 30 years ago. How about that? Uh, It is amazing how small of a fraternity aviation can be and how crazy the connections are. So we're joined today by Jeff, who flew in in his beautiful Cirrus SR-22 and uh, has it parked in front of my house. How about that? So, Jeff, uh, I, I assume you're happy that uh, this this uh, connection uh, got rekindled and are not, like, uh, annoyed. Oh, yeah. No, no it was a <laughs> wonderful thing to, to hear Dennis's name when uh, Tom, Tom called me and said, hey, I met a guy, this yeah. guy that you might know. And he says, Dennis Hazel, go, yeah, I know Dennis. Heck, he worked for me. Tells you how old I am. But he, I, he worked for me at the airport. We ran, I ran uh, the secondary airport in Duluth, Minnesota. It was a seaplane base and a yeah. land base. Uh, we had a 3,050-foot runway. And heck, we were we had a part 135. We were flu barons out of that. How about that? 3,050-foot runway. And, and with beavers and lots of float planes and such. Yeah. But Dennis was there, the, you know, a good part of the time I was there and. Uh, uh, was a wonderful friend at that point. No, it's uh, we kind of rekindled that. It's, it's, well, there uh, you go. See, nice. I I always uh, uh, approach this stuff delicately because you never know. With me, a lot of times people I haven't been in touch with, it's usually a reason that we separated for a while. <laughs> but that, that could well, just be me. Thirty Dennis, years, you tend to forget about a lot. Of oh, there it is. <laughs> okay, but yeah, what do you recall from back then? Was Dennis uh, was he a good pilot uh, even back then? What? You think or what? Oh yeah, he was all aviation. It was just one of those. Uh, but he lived at the airport, the seaplane base. If you ever look it up, Delta Yankee Tango. Yeah. Um, it's down at the end of a peninsula, and a, it was a nice little apartment. He lived in the apartment and ran things down there for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he, everything about aviation. He was the cheery guy that you, you hear on the radio now. And you have float planes. He was climbing up on wings of float planes, fueling them and doing whatever. Yeah. Whatever he, aviation was, was uh, paramount. It was in like his blood. Then. It, oh, yeah, it kind of, you know, and, and here he is today helping out uh, as one of the hosts of Just Plain Radio. It, it's come full circle now. Uh, people are it coming has. back to him. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about his progress now? He's a CFI and the whole thing. Would you ever, did, did you see that coming even back then? Figured this Actually, is where he'd be? I, I don't know if I saw that. I, I knew aviation, would, he'd, he'd be a part of aviation, uh, but I didn't know he'd get into it as far as he's gotten. And of course, his son now is, is involved. Right, uh, doing more and more, but then and living in an aviation community, that this is the first time I've flown into one of these. For, oh yeah, and, and and then I have to follow him down through this maze of streets, and the you know the road signs are a foot off. I, I I'm I'm worried a little bit about my pedostatic tube on the yeah. here tonight. Right, right, yeah. You, you're cruising through the uh, air park there, and you're wondering, like, okay, uh, I hope uh, he has positive thoughts of me from 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> he's taking me down this crazy path like you know you, you never know sometimes well, you I know guess. i wouldn't want to damage the cirrus well okay there's that yeah so i mean but so where are you at these days jeff obviously you're flying a pretty cool yeah. aircraft so uh, yeah. you don't live in an air park yourself you just have a no have your own plane or what 
Yeah, where I'm Merritt Island, I have a SR-22. You know, because mm-hmm. I'm from Duluth, Minnesota. It took me a while to, to jump into that. I've I've been had a, a, airplanes uh, forever, it seems. And I currently have a Turbo 206 on Amphibs, which is in Superior, Wisconsin, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but they, I leave those up in Minnesota at, at, at this moment. And, uh, and I'll just fly the Cirrus back and forth. I have a hangar on, uh, at Merritt Island here. All right. So you got three aircraft. That's uh, that. That means probably Dennis could take one of them off your hands easily, wouldn't you, Dennis? When the one on Amphib, I, I wouldn't pretty... say no. Yeah, the Amphib would be really good to go to the Bahamas with. <laughs> That's I what I was saying. Yeah, we, do you, we should do... work on repositioning that down here. You know, it probably needs more hours on it during the winter. I would think. Yeah, I mean, you got a bunch of lakes up there in Duluth, and that's what you use it for. You just bounce around when you're up there oh, during yeah. the summertime. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we had a we we've been flying. Well, I've been flying floats since uh, early '80s, uh, but yeah, we fly up in, in Ontario, and of course, this COVID thing hit that in the head pretty hard. But yeah, we're just starting to get back into it. Um, but yeah, we fly up to uh, Ontario and and uh, Manitoba. With with those airplanes, right? Pretty reg- pretty regular. And going from that, all that kind of flight experience from back in the day, and now you have the Cirrus. Was there much of a jump? I mean, do you enjoy flying the Cirrus much more uh, over those aircraft because they're more traditional? And the Cirrus is, you know, almost. I, I look at this thing and I think, hey man, this is idiot proof. I could even do this. Greg could even do this. This plane was designed <laughs> for me. You know? Do you think is it kind of like that or no? Uh, they all have their benefits. I, I, I truly love the, the well, flow flying is, is one, one thing and, and having two engines is another. Right. And, uh, but Cirrus is, I just, I just really enjoy the airplane and how, how it's built, how it's set up, how it feels. Uh, my wife uh, flies a bit as well. So, uh, she counts the Cirrus quite nicely. So that's, that's her preferred method. Yeah. Unless you, unless we're going to the Bahamas, we've been down to Martinique and, Oh, okay. And, uh, she likes she likes the Baron because she can haul a lot of stuff. I gotcha. Yeah, you're a little bit more limited on the SR twenty two, but you can carry quite a bit of stuff in that too, can't you? Oh, or, absolutely. Yeah. 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 With the Baron, you for, can really uh, yeah. hair, bring everything you want. I guess is that the case? Because yeah. it's a no, not, another couple and a, another yeah. couple and a whole bunch of gear. Right. You know, if you have two right. women in the airplane, you're going to have a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, there you go. Okay. They're not listening, so we can say that. <laughs> but. uh but yeah, that's that. That's good stuff. So, are you drooling over this aircraft, Dennis? That's parked in your driveway at the air park right now, or what? Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I've always wanted a Cirrus. You know, my father worked there. That's part of the reason I went and visited the factory again. You know, I'd love one, but at this point, you know, my Mooney meets the mission requirements, and I can afford it, and so that's what we have. Yeah. And I'm very happy and fortunate that I have the airplane I do. Yeah. Did you buy a new one, or did you uh, buy one used, or how long have you had your uh, Cirrus? There, oh, Jeff. mine. I bought. I bought mine in '08. You know, yeah. right when everything tumbled, and and I uh, bought it right. Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a remarkable machine. Yeah. Uh, so you bought it new and get, did you go through the whole process with the red carpet and everything? Or no, what? I didn't actually, I didn't buy it. But this is an oh, old, okay. this is an old five and ah. somebody had, you had it out, had it out in, uh, Colorado and went, would decide to go to a turbocharge. Yeah. Traded it in and, and, uh, it was in no way again, uh-huh. it was for sale and it was, and I have a bunch of friends up there that work for Cirrus and I said, you got to have one of these things. So they took me out and felt very comfortable right away. Everybody yeah. talks about the side stick and how difficult or what they think it would be, but, right. but that's a non-event. Yeah. You adapt to it pretty quickly. 
I assume. Yeah, yeah. immediate, almost immediately. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, Dennis, have you already uh, taken a ride yourself in it? Next. Not in his yet, uh, but you know, I flew with the one with my son just a couple months ago when he brought one home from work to play with. So you know, and I had flown him back when I lived in Minnesota. My father worked for Cirrus, and so I was able to be a member of the flying club there. So I used to rent SR20s from the factory. So he knows what's going on. All right, more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. No child wants to play with a Charlie in the box, so I had to come here. Have a holly jolly Christmas, it's the best time of the year. Now I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis and RV Tom rounding out the cruise. We navigate the latest aviation news and information. So uh, RV Tom and his buddy Jeff flew down to Dennis, had his air park in Fort Myers and in Cirrus SR-22. And uh, I guess we know what is on uh, Dennis's Christmas list now. A brand new one. Am I right, Dennis? Come on. Well, I wouldn't say no if someone was going to give me one. If Santa's Santa, got it on the come list, on now. I've been a good boy. Get on it. And uh, what, what about you, uh, uh, RV Tom? I mean, you got your new RV9 after flying in his uh, Cirrus where you're like, well, maybe I should have got a Cirrus. Would that ever cross well, your mind or no? Yeah, it did. When I happened to have an extra $1 million lying around, I'd, <laughs> I'd grab me an SR22 in a, in a heartbeat. Right. Your RV9 was uh, ballpark, what? A, Yes, it was ballpark finances, but the SR-22 is still in my dream finances. Yes, and, understood. Uh, it's it's a wonderful airplane, and uh, and heck, uh, I don't have to have one. I just hop in an airplane with Jeff. And Jeff that's right. And that's who you know places. sometimes. Yeah. That's, that's what I've been going with for the last 10 years or so. Uh, Dennis can back me up on that. We've uh, used his aircraft and skills to get over to the Bahamas a couple times, and who knows? We may have a few more of those before uh, I get my par- private pilot license secured uh, in twenty twenty. I think the goal is that we need to get your private pilot license so that you can uh, exercise pilot and command privileges on the next trip to the Bahamas. That should be your goal. Okay. Yeah, that is my goal. We'll just uh, put it out there right now to the universe and see where it falls. Fall's not uh, really the right word we want to use, but uh, we'll go with it for now. Uh, but uh, it it is what it is. But yeah, you're just out uh, enjoying the holidays, flying with buddies around, you know, visiting uh, you know folks like Dennis and and that kind of thing. Is that that's what you're doing today? Is that right, Tom? Yeah, it's just a, well, the wife took a trip today. She's on her way to Rome, uh, Rome, Italy, as we speak. She's wow. an international flight attendant. So mm-hmm. today's a uh, you know. I've, uh, Andrew, just hanging out with the boys today. Yeah. So it, Jeff and I got an airplane and came down there to visit Captain Dennis. Right. Are, are you stopping off at any uh, food places, too, to make it like a $100 hamburger run kind of thing? Or is that what uh, you know Dennis is supposed to take care of? Well, we uh, we did actually hop in the car and drive over to uh, the boathouse uh, Tiki Bar and Restaurant right on the Caloosahatchee River here in Fort Myers. So, yeah. unfortunately, I lost about half the table for a while while we were waiting for our food because they were uh, drooling at all of the yachts that were parked on the slip, you know. Mm-hmm. It happens. Right. Aviation, boating, you know, they're very closely related, as you know. Sure, absolutely. And it's just what you do. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know, is it stone crab season? 
Did you? Uh, it's not that right now, is it, or is it? No, no? I'm not certain. I don't. I don't it's not. Tom okay. says no. I was going to say lobster, it's still bug season, though. Yeah, that's right. It's Florida spiny lobster season. I was I was going to say if you uh, you know when you come back up to Fort Myers, drop off a you know pound of stone crabs for your buddy up in Orlando. Yeah. But uh, Florida spiny lobster will do too. So just feel free. You know, you'll probably never use that uh, parachute in the CRS. Just, you know, attach, you know, two, three pounds of lobsters and detach the rings on that thing. I don't know how it works. But anyway, just a thought for Christmas. I'm just giving you an, uh, an idea. You hear what I'm saying, Tom? And you're uh, I heard ignoring you me? That be a, if you drop it up the CRS, that parachute, that'd be about a $16,000 pound of lobster. Well, okay. That just means you'd have to get more lobster. Uh, for yeah me. yeah make it worth uh worth uh your while to do that uh a bad idea of course but that's just what i throw out there every now and then one can one can dream and uh you know maybe uh it'll be a christmas miracle someday and it'll actually come true but uh we have a couple other little news nuggets to share with everybody today uh and they entail what exactly dennis well for once the uh, faa is actually giving us christmas presents what uh, yeah, I know. Hard to believe, right? I was expecting uh, a FAA, lump of coal. but uh, You know, usually that's what we get. But this time around, the FAA has actually uh, really outdone themselves. They, mm-hmm. They've actually passed uh, some new uh, regulations or changes to existing regulations that take effect on December 22nd. One of which is they're extending the aircraft registration from three years to seven. So now we don't have to go through that exercise quite as frequently. Okay. Um, I think they realized that they kind of went overkill because it used to be a permanent registration. You never had to change it. Yeah. And then they found out that people weren't uh, reporting that airplanes that were idle or sold or whatever. And so they started imposing this three year and it got to be too much paperwork. So now seven huh. years seems to be a pretty good compromise. Okay. Who's this a Christmas present for us or them? It's well, less work for, for them. It sounds like. You know, it's not like it breaks the bank. I think it's $5 to renew your registration, but still, it's another task, another thing to keep doing. So the great part is seven years and effective December 22nd. But probably the most significant um, is the fact that they're changing or fixing a loophole with basic med. Um, It used to be that as a basic med pilot, you could not act as a safety pilot, which makes zero sense because you could file IFR and fly as pilot in command just fine. But you could not be the safety pilot for your friend because basic med said you could only act as PIC, not as a required crew member. Hmm. Very subtle difference, but it excluded you from, you know, performing the duties of a safety pilot. So now they've corrected that. So hopefully now more people that will take advantage of basic med um, and will you know be willing to be your safety pilot and make everybody happier and safer? Okay, explain this to me exactly. So if we fly in your Mooney two hundred one to the Bahamas, uh, that's not a safety pilot thing. That would be like a one thirty five type of deal. No, or that's what? a part ninety one. The safety pilot is if you're practicing instrument approaches. So Tom and I want to go out, and assuming I'm not an instructor, mm-hmm. Tom would say, "Hey, do you want to fly with me and be my safety pilot while I'm under the hood doing the practice approaches?" So, because you have, you know, you have to have somebody looking out the window for other traffic and making sure that, you know, you're flying and operating the airplane safely while you're head down looking at the instruments. And it, you know, you have to have a valid medical or now you can get by with basic med. Okay. So if you want to practice your maneuvers, 
uh, for that type of thing. That's where you could use a potential safety pilot. And yeah, it's required to have a safety pilot. If you're going to do practice instrument approaches or just, you know, want to want to get better at your instrument training hmm. or your instrument flying. Okay. All right. Well, I, that's something I could achieve too. Safety pilot and my name usually wouldn't go hand in hand. I it wouldn't. Well, be, you do you know. have to become an actual pilot oh, first oh, before you can be the issue. safety pilot. Right. You, you have to be certified. Okay. Well, one can once again dream. And uh, one day it could happen. It could be a Christmas miracle. Who knows? I'm actually well, waiting uh, to hear back hoping. from the FAA right now. And since they gave us these presents, maybe that'll take a little bit of the workload off of their uh, table and they can process my uh, medical certificate that I'm uh, anxiously waiting on them to deliver. Maybe is a maybe it'll be a Christmas present for me. Because it could happen well, any you know, day. Maybe they're trying to save some money on postage by having Santa bring the letter and put it in your stocking. Well, there, there could be that. I mean, I'll look, I, if it shows up in my uh, chimney, <laughs> you know, hopefully I'll get it out there before it burns up. Uh, but I'm hoping to literally to hear anything, you know, hear something from them any day. Uh, because we are down to the line or down to the wire. The only thing uh, they've told me at, uh, you know, uh, the AV doc folks that are helping me process this whole stuff is that uh, they're a little slower than usual because of the holidays. You know, so they they said, don't expect too much to happen between Thanksgiving and Christmas, because guess what? The FAA is slow year-round, but when it comes time uh, at this time of year, they're even worse. So, you know, I can't blame them. I mean, they got to have an extra cup of eggnog and, you know, do the family thing and take some holiday time off. So, you know, it's it's a crapshoot right now, whether I'll hear something before Christmas. But I got my fingers crossed. And if not, it'll be right after after the uh, first of the year. I'm thinking worst case, right? Well, let's let's hope. Um, And in the meantime, you know, there's no reason to let up on your uh, studying. You know, you can still be working on that written so that as soon as that letter shows up, we can get you down to the testing center to go take and pass the written again. All right. Then all we got to do is get you in an airplane. That's all we got to do. It could be the Mooney 201, Dennis's plane. It might be Tom's RV9. It might be uh, Jeff's Cirrus SR22. We got three to choose from. Right, guys? I don't hear. No, I think we're going to be talking to Ed and Keith and see if there's something available in the back line. Put him in that junker. No, we don't care what happens to that. All right, on that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. (laughs) Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far across the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com. <laughs>